Hello, you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, and I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you regular news, reviews and interviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and the surrounding areas. A rather special programme this week, as we have an exclusive interview with a best-selling author whose work is translated into dozens of languages. We also talk to the Dutch National Theatre about the issues of language for non-Dutch theatre-goers in Holland. Arts Talk Radio Online. Features on the arts in English. Nikki French has written over 20 worldwide bestsellers over the past two decades, which have sold over 8 million copies. Nikki French was in Holland recently to promote the latest book, The Lying Room, which is called House von Lurkens in Dutch, excuse the pronunciation again, and we met up at the Pagman bookshop in Delft after a hectic hour spent signing copies of the new book. Now, in spite of your longevity, because you've been writing books now for 20 years or more, more, I think there are probably still people who don't know that Nikki French is in fact two people. That's true. Uh, it's true. It's true. And one of them is uh, Nicky Gerard. Hello. And the other is Sean French. Hello. And you're the sort of um, Lennon McCartney of, of, of <laughs> so modern who, fiction. So who am I? Am I Lennon or McCartney? Yeah, Who's... I would say that's quite a good image because I think the point, you know, the, the point, I'm a bit of a Beatles obsessive. So there are about two people who, alone, they would have, you know, they would, would have been diminished. And there's something about when they got together, they achieved something they would never have done on their own. And I think, you know, we've been doing it for a long time. What's so strange to us, but also satisfying, is I think writing as this strange joint person, Nicky French, I think it does allow us to write in a way that's separate from our own identity. Because it's quite quite normal for, for songwriters to uh, write in pairs, and it's very uh, common usually even for uh, comedy writers to write in pairs, but for fiction it's not so common do you know of any others we know we know of other people who write together i don't think that we know of anyone who writes who who has no kind of boundaries between them who write into a single voice um, which is what we try and do you know so it's not that sean writes the bits that are kind of male and i write the bits that are female or that we kind of share out research we do everything together and then when we write we're trying to write into this third voice that we've created between us the voice of Nikki French so what what actually is the process do you actually sit down together at the computer and work it no, out never so, th- so in that way we're very different from songwriters or kind of comedy writers so what we do is we spend weeks and months working out what the why you know what the heart of the book is what the plot of the book is what the characters are just the whole when we, and when we've when we've planned out the book and we know we've got the same book in each other's head um, then we start writing and we never write together. It simply wouldn't work. So one of us, and we don't decide in advance, one of us will write, say, the first chapter, and then they will email it to the other who is free to add to it, to edit it, to correct it, to erase it, to kind of make it more Nicky French, as it were, and then they will write, say, the next chapter. So we pass the book between us like that. And is, does it always join up properly? Do you remember there used to be, years ago, there used to be these twins in America, primitive painters, and they used to paint horses, and one used to paint the front end, and the other used to paint the back end, and they always used to join up. Does yours always join up? Well, the point, the whole, the whole thing about it, about our collaboration, is 
for a start, we, 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 we get the, all the ideas, we get them together and we do the research together. So, and we start writing when we're really sure that we, we have, as Nikki said, that we have the same book in our heads. You know, that, 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 and, and, and then, that, again, we're constantly, I think for a start, we both write, you know, Nikki and I, when we write on our own, have separate styles, but when we write together, we write as this other, we suddenly become this other writer. And then also we're constantly editing each other and we're discussing it all the way through. And then, we, and then when we're finished, each of us goes through and changes it. So uh, it, it really does, it, it's like the stew we create, you know, and, and, and also we're both writing in that voice. So I think there, are, there, aren't, there aren't joins there. It's a bit like as if we cooked some huge casserole and at the, together and someone said, you know, did you cook that carrot? You know, but it's, by that time it's all just and a it, melange. It always, it always works. You never have problems. <laughs> well, so does it always work? You know, of course it doesn't always work, and which is why we edit each other and change each other and and then when we go through the editing again we re-edit each other and ourselves so but i think what does work is that mysterious thing of writing in a different voice so when sean was saying we write as nikki french it's absolutely true and it's not it's quite kind of uncanny to us because it's not that I sit down and think okay now I've got to kind of put myself into the kind of Nikki French voice but it's what has happened over the years of writing together we have made this kind of third imagination if you want the imagination that we kind of created between the two of us um, and then when we're writing we're both writing for ourselves but to each other as well was it a, an, an arbitrary decision to create Nikki French, or did it was it from an accident where you your work merged? When we first met, we were both writers and journalists, and everything we read we passed to each other, and everything we wrote we were each other's first reader, and we had a conversation about how was it possible for two people to create a single voice? You know the kind of voice that some novels you feel speaking to you, so that relationship between the reader and the writer. Would it be possible? And we said that one day, when we had more time, when our children were older, when we were less chaotic, we would try that as a kind of experiment. And then very quickly we came across the idea that became our first novel, The Memory Game, about the controversy over recovered or false memory. And we read about it and we thought that is such a good new idea for a kind of thriller that if we don't do it now, someone else will do it. So it was like a kind of rocket for us, that kind of sense that it was an idea waiting to be seized. But we didn't do it thinking we're going to write and call ourselves Nikki French and be published and write 22 more books under the name of Nikki French. It wasn't a career plan. It was more like a, a kind of adventure that we were having, a kind of mad adventure, because we had tiny children and no time, and we lived in kind of, you know, we were anxious about money, and we were kind of in some kind of, you know, mayhem our life. But it was just something that we did together just to see if we could do it together. And you haven't looked back since. <laughs> We've we looked back lots of times. <laughs> you know, people think, oh, we must be this mature couple and it's all easy. I mean, writing fiction is, re is hard and writing together is, is, is much harder and more messy because it's, a, you know, because it's, you know, for a start, it just takes twice as long, I think. Really. Not, it doesn't take twice, but it's certainly we're not, it's not quicker. You know. And possibly more difficult because you're married. It's like sort of yeah. teaching your wife to drive. I think, kind of. <laughs> well, well, Dickie, what would you say? Is it like teaching my wife to drive? <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> this is not... <laughs> no, I, I was talking in the cliché sense of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, 
you know, I, I mean, we know of other couples who've tried it and just it's absolutely failed after 10 minutes because you have a row. You know, a row. And, what, and what the absolute heart of us doing it is a real trust. So if Nikki changes what I've done, it's not because there's a power struggle over the book. It's not that she has her own view of the book and she's just what willy-nilly going to make the book be like that we ha i have a trust that we she has a sense of what does the book need and it's and, and you know and it's all about trying to to make the get get the best nikki french book we can and without that trust we'd have just, just failed mm. uh, but even so there are still sticky moments there's one thing that which has struck me because i i think i've read most of your books and i certainly remember when you first um, published your book and it struck me as a bit strange that um, it, they haven't been exploited so much on television. You've got Anne Cleave and Peter Robinson with DCI Banks and Vera Stanhope and Jimmy yeah, Perez. Yeah, and is, is this well, a, so there, there, there have been like, I think there have been three TV versions. But they haven't had film. the longevity of no. Vera. They haven't, or, no. So the, the, well, the series the that we yeah. did, so we, we only did standalones up until... We started the Free to Climb yeah. series. So with the Free to Climb series, I mean, that has been bought and script is being written. And so who knows, maybe maybe it will become a series. I mean, it would be lovely if it became a really good gripping series. On the other hand, you just, you know, we're in the lucky enough position to just mm. be writing for our living. And Has that progressed at all, the, the, various, the Vera Klein um, The Free to Climb. Yeah. So we've, we've written eight... Right. It was always I mean, you know, the one thing I don't if you've had any dealings with the film world, books are being always being optioned, you know, and it's very easy to option a book. And you know, so so our, as soon as we wrote the free, first free decline book, it was optioned, and ever since there've been scripts written, and it's it sort of you know, and it's almost been done. But it's all a matter, you know, it's it, it's completely unpredictable. So we'd be very happy if a good version of it was made, but we're not sitting here holding our breath waiting for it to happen. But I think I, it strikes me as strange that it's not. Yes, well, well. I, <laughs> I, yes, you know, we we thought we thought it would be good, but us, us sitting thinking about it doesn't make it happen. <laughs> and in a way, also. We could, you know, if we we could have devoted much more energy if we wanted to, you know, going around banging on doors, getting it made. But what we, what you know, what we've, you know, we've we've already had other of our books adapted for TV, and that's fine, and we enjoy it when it happens. But what we do, you know, we our our passion is writing the books. You know, that's you know, that's a, that's where you know that's the form that we, you know, I. We both we love films, love you know, there's great TV out, but you know, it'd be wonderful. But what we're good at is what we're good at. What we devote our energy to is 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 writing books, and that really does fill great enough of our of our time. Okay, well, thank you very much for that. That was Nikki French in the person of Nikki Gerard and Sean French. Um, thank you very much for talking to Arts Talk. It was a pleasure. Great pleasure. Thank you for having us. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk magazine, all one word, dot nl. Arts Talk magazine, dot nl. Nikki French's latest book, House for Lurgens, published by Ambo Anthos, is available now in Holland. But for the English-language original, The Lying Room, you'll have to wait until October for it to be available in the UK. 
Although virtually everyone in the Netherlands speaks English, language can still be a problem, never more so than in the theatre, where it is often difficult to find plays performed in English. Arts Talk Radio Online When it comes to theatre and spoken word events, our eyes light up when we see the initials LNP in the brochures and programmes, and that stands for Language No Problem. Of course, there is STET, the English Language Theatre in The Hague, and other companies in Amsterdam. But for mainstream theatre, it is an issue, and one that the Dutch National Theatre is very aware of. My name is Miel van Teiling. I work as a programmer at, at Nationale Theater, also known as the National Theatre, but then in The Hague. Um, I work as a programmer and I uh, work mainly at Theater Aansbuy. There are a lot of English speakers who love to go to the theatre, but there's, there's always a problem here that it's in Dutch. And as you know, a lot of English speakers don't speak Dutch. And it's obviously unreasonable to expect the Dutch National Theatre to present yeah. plays in, Engl- in English. But I, I know that you are aware of this. We're very, we're very aware of this and we really are focusing in the in the future to um, uh, be accessible for a wider and well a broader audience so we're like developing new programs and also uh, thinking about how we can be more accessible for like an international audience and also for uh, people who don't speak Dutch because like I think like line 90 to 95 percent of the uh, the theater shows that we present and also create are like very text-based and that's also like yeah in yeah, Dutch I mean all theater is, yeah. is text-based and as I said it's unreasonable to expect the Dutch, yeah. na- Dutch national theater to, to perform in English yeah well that's correct but we're thinking about like new new things to develop there is a, a couple of shows that we present that are also like with surtitles but we also present uh, uh, like international theater makers during the Explore festival which all uh, have like a different backgrounds and come from all over the world so we have to like uh, uh, do surtitles, and when we do surtitles, we do it in English and also in in Dutch. Mm-hmm. To be to be honest, we're like very aware that we that we're not like accessible to all of the Hague because we want to be a place where everyone in the Hague should come. Uh, so we're like uh, trying to develop new things and also like uh, work together with um, the KBK, the Royal Academy of the Art, to. Um, to uh, introduce the, the, the art students to what we're doing here and also like to um, invite them to programs that are like uh, language no problem. Because a, a lot of the program of, you, of, of the plays you put on are, are very international from all over. I noticed uh, last year, the year before you had The Father, yeah. which was French, which was a, a very, very big um, success, very popular and won a lot of awards in England. Yeah. And you do lots of things like that. Is there a general policy for the for the National Theatre? I mean, you say you are aware of the the the, the language issues, yeah. but do you have a policy for for plays in general? Uh, mainly, we focus on the on 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 the, on the Dutch theatre makers, but we're very pleased to have like a, such a strong partner and Stead, the English Theatre, who are like uh, one of our our our, uh, our partners in presenting like non-Dutch uh, theatre performances. Uh, so we're very happy with that. And we're trying to make our uh, our Dutch shows more accessible. So that's something really for the, for the, that's happening right now on a small scale. But we want to do it on a on a on a bigger scale in in the future. But yeah, we're trying to develop new things to 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 uh, work on our accessibility. But do you ever put on um, English plays in the English language? Only uh, in, in in co-production with Stet. We really focus on on, on the Dutch theatre makers and. Uh, theater companies to like 
program internationally is also very expensive. So we, we, we're trying to like do, put the focus on the connections we already have in the Netherlands and see how we can make these, make, make these performances like very accessible. And maybe in the future we will think about programming internationally. But no, I mean, theatre is very international. So I think it is, it's always important that uh, any country should be aware of what's happening elsewhere and shouldn't be too insular. Yeah, we're very aware of it and we're like focusing on and we're thinking about how to yeah, cre- create new programs and create like uh, possibilities to be more accessible in the future for people who don't speak Dutch. <laughs> That was Miel van Tijningen of the Dutch National Theatre. If you have any views on this issue or anything else come to that, please get in touch, which you can do through the comments section under each programme on Arts Talk Radio or through the Contact Us page at artstalkmagazine.nl. So, that's all for this week, but please join us for the next edition of Arts Talk Radio. And if you click on the subscribe button, you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest programmes. My name is Michael Hasted, and so for the moment, it's goodbye.